0: Hello and welcome to the Cast i I'm Ilsa. I'm Ella. I'm Jess. Who
1: are you? S-T-M. I'm an angel
0: So before we get into anything today, we have got a couple of asks on Tumblr.com. Uh, so we're just going to jump into that. Um, the very first one is from Flowers in Her Hair, or Flowers Center Her Hair, because there's two S's. I love what you're doing here. And they said, I listened to your pod while wo- while walking my dog, just got to the man who would be king episode and definitely had some neighbors overhear me make some truly inhuman noises while listening slash walking because this episode is evil and everything you were saying is so right and true and devastating. So anyway, hate you, love you, bye. What they said it say? all. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Sorry, I, Six guess. Things, I I don't remember.
2: <laughs> it's a very crazy it was episode. So, long ago. so you know,
0: it's a crazy mm-hmm. episode. I think I blacked it from my mind. I Blacked it out.
1: Sometimes we're so hyped up on the mic, and then I get off, and I'm like, "What did we even talk about? What,
0: what was Fugues that?" Fugue's day, truly. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, Fugue's day. Okay, and then. Uh, Quilt Cat said <laughs> I'm assuming I think I know when this was sent um, uh, they said I hope you'll are having a good anniversary of the event that shall not be named and then a very fun emoticon it's like a crying big grin beautiful
1: like that's crazy because we got this a month ago that's how long it's been since we recorded
0: let's not talk about <laughs> it how is the, it, it is the been.
1: 5th of December now
0: <laughs> sorry and they also say, if you had any and all re- resources at your disposal, how would you fix the shit show that was the finale? Let's also just say you'll have a time machine. Um, also, what are your thoughts on a potential season sixteen, mm. fellas? You got any? You got anything here to to say? I've got
1: a lot to say, Jess. You want to go first?
2: No, Ellie, you go because I'm formulating. You know, I'm like
1: okay, okay. I'm also, I'm ruminating. I'm buffering. Um, I did. <laughs> i think i can't remember if i said this on mic before but i thought it might be like a fun idea when we do get up to the end of the show to like each kind of maybe by the time we get there we've like constructed a bit of a clearer view of like how we would fix it like since we're doing such an yeah. intensive watch obviously not completely intensive but um like i think that i don't like it says, any and all resources. What I can, I can like fire Robert Singer. You know what I mean? Like, how much can I <laughs> yes. actually change of the production? You're allowed.
0: It said any and all. You can hire whoever they're yeah. available. Any and all. Let's dream big, guys. Let's let's open ourselves up to possibilities.
1: I think obviously, like besides the destial of it all, which I think you could just it, you could just tweak a couple of things, and it would be enough for me. Um, but I think that by having God as a character you I think to successfully finish that story you have to really blow up the entire system and um, kind of do something about it and I think that might be what they thought they were doing with oh Jack is God now but to me that I don't really feel that and it doesn't feel right I think the universe doesn't really work they kind of it it was already set up kind of badly, and I don't think it like, mm. in terms of world building, it doesn't feel satisfying. So I think I would try to fix that, um, and then I just I, I just, mean really know yeah about... you have
0: a time machine yeah you have a time machine so theoretically you could go back into earlier seasons.
2: I feel like okay, so that actually like leads pretty nicely into my like preferred ending, which is right. just that like yes mm-hmm. they. It can even all go the exact way that it went, except for that when they kill God, it cuts to black, created by Eric Singer, and that's just it. It's just over at that
1: point. Yeah, yeah, like, completely lean into the meta-ness of it and just be like, this is a story, or if it, like, is a real, you know, place with real consequences, make that make sense. You you can't have it, they tried to have it kind of both ways at the same time.
2: It's it's Mm -hmm. frustrating to me that they were like, and here, we'll show you how everything is perfect now. Like, I think just, especially because it's a show with such heavy fan involvement, like, I feel like trying to nail down the exact, like, happy ending, you know, that they created is just, like, that was a bad idea. They should not have done that. And I would have preferred a more open-ended ending. And lean into the fact that it's like yeah. we're only even seeing this because like Chuck is this is, they're like Chuck's Showing little T V show, you know? So Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Exactly. I was gonna <clears> say that as well. I was gonna say like leaning and you know, the cut to black thing was running through my mind just before you said it. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Yeah. Um but I also think it would be cool to have them like You know, look into the camera during the final confrontation Mm, with Chuck.
1: Bit of a Ferris Bueller, like, what are you still doing here? (laughs) Not so much a what
0: are you still doing here, (laughs) but like a absolutely fucking destroying Chuck and then the camera gets bloody, you know? Or the camera, you know, you're in flames. um, And then it cuts, it like fades to black or it cuts to black um, when it's finally done. And then, you know, created by, I believe you said Eric Singer. Um, And I need to talk to you about that because i love it what did i say um, who is it eric who's eric singer who's eric singer I, I don't know but i think sick
2: i don't know who. Jess, yeah i said that i don't know
0: if you said that or if i misheard no
2: i definitely said that but i don't know who that is
0: <laughs> <laughs> um created by eric kripke cuts yeah mind. um i also think like it would be fun to have some of my favorite writers back like uh Edland obviously but also like meredith lynn um um, some of them are already in there, you know, some of the later seasons writers are, are pretty good, but it would, it would be nice to have them back and to, to make it a big fucking thing, big production. Um, they take a long time. They figure it out. They do a great job. Um, because like, I, and I also, I was going to say like the biggest part of it that is important to me, if, if they go ahead with the finale as it was, is to make it explicit that Chuck won. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's fucked up and it's tragic because, like, there are so many ways that the, the show could work, but it feels like they pull their punches because they want to, like, they're so... Because, like, as you said, Jess, like, there's such a connectedness to, like, the fandom, right? It's mm-hmm. always been so connected to the fan base. And they want to please everyone. But I don't... I think the thing about a lot of, like, really good shows, and perhaps... I'm doing too much prestige TV comparison, but we are in the fucking golden age of television. Let's act like it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Um. And so I think you know, reach a little more, at, not necessarily with production value or all that, because it doesn't matter so much. It would
2: actually be cheaper if to if do the what story we said. Is
0: good. It would be cheaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it would be sick as hell as well. I think it would be really cool. I, I mean, the happy ending being like we don't know anymore we're out yeah they're out you know as ben edlin famously said once let them let them die like let them die yeah they're stuck in this rv of a a tv show
1: let them die or let the story die like
0: as well like yeah whereas yeah especially with the way i think let the story die is the best option yeah yeah
2: well it's also just like i don't know Supernatural is not a particularly like ambitious or experimental show. Like obviously, there are certain episodes that are like, like Baby or the Man Who Would Be King or whatever that are in a different format or whatever. But it's frustrating because there is this kind of like ready made ending. Like we obviously didn't invent the kill God and cut to black thing. Like that was floating around online, um, at the time. Yeah. Uh. But, you know, it's frustrating that it's just, like, there's kind of this, like, this ending, like, right there. And they won't go for it because they, it's just, it's very much just, like, a show that doesn't push boundaries, you know?
0: That's the thing. Like, it's so scared as a show. Yeah, it would be, like,
1: it would be an ending that, like, the best episodes of the show deserve. But mm-hmm. they've they've made one that is yeah. like for the lowest like common denominator of a viewer and yeah. like their episodes. That's exactly the issue. And then like
2: no one is happy, you know.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But, uh, well, like people are happy. Like if you if you go on like like a clip from the finale on YouTube and you go to the comments, people are happy. Like there are literally like. Um, I remember, like I think we talked about it before, there's like a Facebook group, and people were being critical of the finale in there, and people like got into fights with them, being like, "No, it's good." Like there is there I think is you a that. there That's is very a mass like audience that are happy with the ending. Um, I think it's literally just people though that I think aren't um. Not I'm not saying they're not engaged, but I think it is more like of the casual fan, like because even people who are, um. Maybe not like Destiel people or whatever um who, but are people who go to cons, I stink I think there still are people in that kind of cohort that don't like the boys being dead, um maybe because of that yeah. kind of passionate kind of fandom around like the two characters of the brothers, so but no, honestly, like there are people who like it. I think it's obviously not people that we ever interact with, but um um, yeah. There, there is that kind of yes yeah, of the fandom for sure it's re-
0: it's really funny that you said that because i was just thinking like when she said no one's happy i was like that's totally true <laughs> i mean i agree Just and then i was gonna say something very snappy i was gonna be like yeah exactly like if no one's happy then it's just a compromise and you're for now. i can't be a compromise but then ella like blew the wind out of sails. you're totally right though well no
1: because ella. it's um, like it's it's the, you it's know it's just like if you ask like You know, Robert Singer, if he liked the ending, he'd be like, yeah, it's great. That's a great ending for them. You know what I mean? Like, there there is that perspective. And I think that that doesn't really get represented in, like, I think, in media, like, analysis kind of circles. You know, anyone who, like, (laughs) has done, like, a media class.
2: I feel like people that are, like, really deep in it aren't, don't feel that way. But I think, you know, it is something that, like, works for a casual viewer. But still, I also, like, just in, like, a zoomed out view, just, like, in general, I really hate stories that are, like, I dislike when it's, like, this is exactly how the happy ending goes down. And, like, there's literally no reason, if anybody is listening to us and is a creative person Mm -hmm. and you're writing a story and Mm -hmm. your characters die, there's literally no reason at all, ever, to go to whatever afterlife you've created and show us what they're doing there don't do it we don't need to know the audience doesn't need to know it's hack it fucking sucks i really fucking hate it it never needs to happen stop doing that shit like it sucks
0: (laughs) the other thing i was gonna say is um like i think that there's there's so much like a lot of it gets lost like you get if you have been working on the show for 15 years all right you don't remember exactly what happened in like fifteen years ago. You, you were an entirely different part of your. Life. No, but you were in an entirely different part of your life. This is basically a soap opera. You've been doing this for fifteen years, like day in day out. This has been your your job, right? But um, mostly to me that comes down to like people who work um work on the show as, as like a part of the production team, not so much the writers. I think the writers need to have a closer eye on the story as, like, a macro, uh, from a macro point of view, um, and not get so lost in, like, callbacks and cameos and little cutesy things that we know about the characters from watching it for 15 years. I think it's silly. I think it's extremely silly to to live life that way.
1: Yeah. You reminded me of the fact that they didn't, like, have a show bible, people have said that's that that's
0: crazy um
1: yeah and it's that's like insane. much smaller shows would still do that because it's like you need to remember a lot of information but um also uh it it all just comes back it's like <laughs> they didn't have the writing team didn't have enough um goal to kind of commit to I would even mm-hmm. rather like I wouldn't mind them committing to the ending that they did if it was just made better yes.
2: Like, well and I like also feel like, be like it's kind of hard to talk about because they were obviously like so constrained by COVID you know like yeah, the COVID restrictions I think we would have gotten a really different finale maybe not better but just different and more technically proficient than yeah if it had been like a normal year like I also just feel like I think that's also why there seems to be dissatisfaction from the cast with it like The fact that Jensen Ackles is always talking about like coming back and doing more and it's like because this is obviously not like what they really intended for the finale. Oh, and also I will say like having everybody um, come out and wave on the bridge. Very bad. Very bad.
0: That made me... I I wanted to absolutely bash my head into a wall. I was so disgusted and like (gasps) pulled back into myself. The last
1: time um, I watched that was with Kai and I feel like Okay, I feel like we were just um like <laughs> cackling Hi, at that point because it was so ridiculous, <laughs> like
2: yeah,
0: it's silly, but like it, it did make me want to crawl into my own skin like a strange snail, like it was disgusting. Um, also, they we we have to remember the their second part of of Goldcast's question, which is what are our thoughts on a potential 16, uh, season sixteen?
2: You, it will suck. What do you guys think? <laughs> The thing about this show is that it's not very good. <laughs> and I don't think ha- see how a season 16 oh. would be better. They will. Here's the thing. I feel like they'll be like, yeah, season 16. And they just, cast won't be in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, like, the fact that he's not in the Winchesters and that also, like, Sam isn't, like, they say, oh, you know, we couldn't get them, we couldn't get blah, blah, blah. Like they can make these Marvel movies with like 20 A-list actors and they can get them all there. Like, I think you guys can figure out a weekend that you're all free. Like, I don't think it's that hard, but anyway, um, I don't know how a season 16 would work with what happened in the Winchesters. Like not to spoil the Winchesters if people haven't watched that, but, um, it does intersect with the timeline of supernatural. Like it is, it is, in the known timeline, essentially. Um, so what happens at the yeah, end of Supernatural and what happens it's... in the Winchesters would would really shape a season 16. Um, so I, I don't really know how that would work. Like, I can't really think of anything. I don't the,
0: know. <laughs> literally, the only thing I could think of, season 16, this is also like, again, if I had all any and all resources at my disposal. What I would do... Um, with a season sixteen, is I would lean very hard into the Chuck one theory. Yeah, yeah. And then I would make it go a little bit more un like creepy and uncanny, little bit by little bit. Like you do the first maybe two or three episodes, you do in heaven, and and fucking with blurry wife and whatnot, and there's just something off, right? That keeps it's. I'm, I would do something like. Dean doesn't realize how off it is exactly, but Sam does. Like Dean thinks this is what he deserves, even though there's stuff that um, make him unhappy. But Sam realizes like how unhappy Dean is, and he then he realizes, wait, I'm also not happy. Um, I would do something like that, and then I would I would have the show end on a cut to black at the at, in the finale of the season sixteen because the show needs to die. <laughs> but um, that's what I would do.
1: Yeah, because like. Because like God dies in the universe, and that's our like POV essentially. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. Um. I. It reminds me a bit of um, the third, uh, Twin Peaks: The Revival. I can't remember if it's the third. I think it's the third season. Um. Technically, but that uh, it starts off with a more traditional in some ways story structure, still with weird elements. But mm. by the end of it, it's it, like <laughs> the there are whole episodes that are just like completely like obscurest works and it but it kind of is meta in like it's trying to comment on the original show and I think yeah like a really smart season of television you could totally set that in the supernatural world but I just don't think Mm. that that is possible because like (laughs) you would need like you would need like 10 Ben Edlin level writers in the room do you know what I mean like it the creativeness
0: <laughs> here's the thing not that hard to find I'm sorry to say it but there are <laughs> but they, do- they don't writers. seem
1: to be able to find them they <clears throat> didn't find them no you know
0: okay but get get real with yourself you know if you have a Ben Edlin and a Sarah Gamble and I know we shit on Sarah Gamble sometimes but she's crazy. So she does whatever. Yeah. She should be in a room, okay? In a writer's room. It's where she belongs. She um she does crazy stuff. And that kind of audacity in a writer, very, very, very good. Um, so yeah, I would have her in the room, Ben Edland, obviously, Meredith Glenn, like I said, a lot of the later seasons guys, Steve Yockey for pure hilarity. I mean he does good show as well, good writing, but he's also very fucking funny. Um
1: Bye bye. Also back in there.
0: Bobo, of course, I mean, even just out of respect, at this point, um, (laughs) beyond, like, his writing is good, but also, at this point, like, fucking W's on the board for him, um, but what I also wanted to say, yeah, (laughs) um, what I wanted to say was, like, It's not that, it's not that hard. It's just that they don't seem to care about good story, which really pisses me off about Supernatural. Also, when I mentioned good episodes earlier, we talk about the high concept stuff, like, or the experimental stuff, right? Like Mm. Baby or, um, or the man who would be king. But also, like, there are really crazy, very good episodes, um, like Reaper Man, where a guy uh, becomes a serial killer after falling in love with a demon that possessed him yeah that is yeah scary
1: inventive stuff. and that's cool, yeah.
0: and that's horror, you know, and there's also the the one with the first Rugururoo that's ever introduced in the show, and then they never deal with Rugers again. I can't remember what it's called, but that yeah. was a crazy crazy scary idea. They did something that was so interesting with it, and I really, really do believe that they're that they have so many good ideas that they just don't utilize, and that's what pisses me off ultimately about supernatural is that someone will light a torch. And then the next episode, someone will not only drop the torch, but, like, sort of drop kick it.
1: Yeah. Um, we've talked about this so many times. Real.
2: I think we should move on to the next one, because we've been... We gotta... Okay. Yes.
1: Yeah. Sorry,
0: we've been... But this sorry, is an we, important
1: discussion. We haven't been on the mic in okay. a while. We've got a lot of thoughts.
0: Anyway. Sorry. Puss me off, but I'm moving on. Um, <laughs> Mooney Pie <Pai> Garcia said... <laughs> Mooney Pie Garcia said... Hey, just wanted to come in here quickly and say that I definitely agree with Ilse about Nicholas, whatever his last name is, opinions. You guys are
2: crazy. <gasps> you even... you guys are fucking out <laughs> He's of not your that gorge. Good.
0: He's not that good. And he was overacting. That is not to say that the other guy was good in any way whatsoever. Okay, fair point. In fact, that whole movie was not good. LOL. Anyways, love the podcast. Bye. Hey, I love you. Thank you for coming in here and being brave with me. Okay? You know what? Thank you for joining me. On the right side of history.
2: Can I be real with you guys? <laughs> yeah, you're fucking crazy, and I will be watching that new show that he's being in with Julianne Moore and having a ball. And you guys are gonna be haters okay. and losers I mean... on your own time, okay? And you're not gonna understand Slash. true artistry when you see it, okay?
0: Okay. Can I can I say something to
2: you? I mean, you can it say it. It Might just
0: be that red, white, and royal blue.
2: <laughs> what it what, what?
0: Might just be. <laughs> Might just be that red, white, and royal blue was a uh, big old flaw. Yeah, I mean it and was, was bad. And other stuff.
2: He was very good yeah. in Bottoms. Yeah. Don't know if you saw yeah. that. Don't know if you've. seen... I was gonna
0: say, just how I is just he in Bottoms?
2: Bottom. He's very good. He's very funny.
0: He's funny. Yeah,
2: sure. Wow. Okay. What did that mean? That sounded loaded.
0: Anyway. <laughs> 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 it just. I. I think. And now this is scary territory, because now I'm going to say something that a lot of people are going to hate me for. Didn't think Bottoms was that good. I, um, but perhaps that was me going in with the wrong expectations. Like, not enough uh, comedy in my heart and soul when I was watching it. Um, and I apologize for that.
2: Okay, you this. really but sound also, crazy right on now. A level? It was funny. I was cracking up. Level, it
0: was, I did laugh, I did laugh, but you know what? I kind of expected it to be, like, uh, uh, a little bit more like horror, and a little bit more leaning into the. I didn't want Fight Club montages. Do you know what I mean? I wanted fights. You know, and um, and I I wish I could have could have had that. And maybe that's I just want I just want a little bit of homoerotic dyke fighting. Is that so bad?
2: I've I I never I don't understand. I you've gone to a place I can't follow. I don't get it. It was a funny movie. <laughs> okay. It was a comedy. I don't I don't understand this.
0: It was a fun movie. I went in there with the wrong expectations. It was very fun. I think I should. No, really
2: not fun. It, it was funny. Um, it was a funny movie. It was a comedy. <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying to me right now.
0: <laughs> it was also fun. Can it not be also fun?
2: Right, but you said that it wasn't funny. Like,
0: I didn't say that. Did I say that?
2: You said that it wasn't funny enough.
0: I genuinely can't remember saying that.
2: Or something. No, you said something. I said that it
0: was. No. I just, I think Jess just, that just I heard that, to be that you didn't like grosser. it,
1: and it's just no. Red.
2: I don't Wait, know if- okay. <laughs> I'm being fucking gaslit right now. You definitely said you. I'm not making this okay, up. I, will go
0: and I genuinely Edited don't remember. I genuinely don't remember. You said something about Edited, it not we'll being funny enough. Like not enough uh, comedy in my heart and soul when I was watching it. Okay, well, I mean, perhaps I am on the wrong side of history once more. Um, it's just,
2: like, it's really hard for me to do this podcast and be the only person with good opinions. You
0: know? Like, I, mean, I just, like, I, need you to, I, like, step you. up.
1: Jess, Jess, so I foresee that I will agree with you because I I, I just know in my heart. Because you're but weak-willed? I haven't seen it yet. It only just came out. I'm weak-willed.
0: I'm weak-willed. <laughs> I'm just saying... Like I understand that I went into the, into it with the wrong expectations, but i i I wanted something different from what i what I heard the movie was, and so I apologize I for think you if have I to am let wrong. the
1: movie happen to you, how it's gonna happen? You have to leave those expectations at the door.
0: That's not how <laughs> I do things <laughs> oh, God. <And> so i <laughs> you know how I end up watching things is someone spoils it for me, and then I'm like, that sounds crazy. I gotta check it out, <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah, Supernatural for me. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Okay. We need, um, I would just like to the...
1: be bossy and say that we should stop beefing for for, for the time being and maybe get into yeah. the episode.
0: <laughs> I was literally going to say I think we're done with the mailbag, so.
2: Yeah, and I just want to give a quick shout out to everybody who tagged us in their Spotify wrapped because we showed up in it. Yes. We love you guys. I forgot
0: to do that. Thank you. That's so awesome. so sweet. We love you guys. So much. I think we all had collective, like, breakdowns at different times um, about it. It was lovely. I don't know yeah. about breakdowns. I actually was, like, in euphoria, so it was fantastic. I was, like, uh, above the sky.
1: It's just so sweet. And we we always really appreciate anyone, like, posting about the show or, um, like, I don't know. It's 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 so meaningful when someone says, hey, like, look, I've been listening oh, yeah. to it. Like, even though we can see that people it's listen crazy. to it, actual evidence is yeah. wild.
0: It's 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 more than a little insane, and and we are very grateful to you guys for the for the for the sweetness.
2: You guys are so goofy. I can't believe you listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: so silly. Ella and I did the math the other day, and we figured out we must have more more or less like a hundred people who listen to this regularly.
2: Stop! That's insane. 100
0: people every time. Um, yeah. I was like that's too many. You guys should come. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that if you're having a good time, like stick with it. Don't abandon us. But thank also, you. Also, um, if you have any very
1: silly friends or mutuals who are very silly about the show oh, yeah. Supernatural, um please recommend it to them. And also if you've got uh, little thumbs and you can click five stars on the podcast app of your choice, that would be great.
0: Even a nose. Even if you have a nose and you can use your nose to just tap the screen. Yeah. Like I do sometimes when I don't want to be hands free when I'm not hands free.
1: Um, Whatever works. That would be great. We would love that. We already love seeing reviews now so thank you so much to people who have left reviews. Yeah.
0: Big kisses to all of you. And with that let us move into the episode.
2: Yay. Okay. (laughs) Me? My turn now? (laughs) yes, yes. okay this week we are covering reading is fundamental um Woo! the original air date was may 4th 2012 and it was written and directed right. by ben our friend and future Woo-hoo! future guest ben edland future guest ben yeah
1: this is the only other episode of television that he has written and directed, and after we cover this, we will have covered all episodes of television that he has written and directed. Oh,
2: okay. Well, I'm killing it. myself.
1: He didn't do any of the tick. He, he's not done any other show since. So,
2: I don't know he why. Did
0: writing the tick. I don't know why, because he's so fucking good at it, and I love yeah. it. Maybe he doesn't love it. I'm talking
2: now. So, the episode starts with Sam and Dean. Uh, They're in, you know, one of these warehouses. They just seem to always know where to go to. Um, So, they break open the piece of clay that contains this tablet with writing on it. And as they do that, um, poor Kevin Tran is woken up in his house. He's, like, struck by lightning in his house. And Cass wakes up where he is in the asylum, um, and one of the Leviathan guys gets a call from Dick Roman. Um, So that all happens simultaneously. And just briefly, I want to say we meet Kevin Tran, who he is incredibly stressed out. Um, he's an—he's a high achiever. He's applying to Princeton. He has a terrific girlfriend. I must say, Channing,
0: really great. Uh,
2: shout out. Probably one of my She's favorite great. like side characters in Supernatural, which I didn't realize until watching this episode. But like, uh, love her. She's, so She's grounded. Funny. She's funny. Yeah. Great. A great girlfriend. I have to say.
1: Um, yeah. I I Who was just gonna a quick question, mm-hmm. Jess. What is a like what is advanced
0: placement?
2: advanced placement? It's they are classes I that you take. It's like a that class. you th- so they're classes that you take that you can transfer if you score well enough on the test at the end of the year. You can get college credit for them. So they're kind of like if you are somebody that is interested in going to like a very like Ivy League school or otherwise just like very invested in like your college career, you take AP classes in high school because it shows a that you're like thinking about your college career when you're still in high school it shows that you're smart because they're supposed to be like you know harder than regular classes um Mm -hmm. and then you can like use those scores to skip ahead at college so that you don't have to take like gen ed classes or something like that
1: oh right because you guys like have to do um like other like if you go to university here you don't really have to do like other subjects you just do subjects that are like right relevant to your degree
2: yeah maybe you
1: do subjects that are relevant to like your field in a more broad way but um yeah yeah but in america you guys have to like you know take an english this semester or whatever right yeah you have to do i mean
2: like yes i obviously didn't do that but um (laughs) because i did not go to school in the u.s so I don't know. And yeah. I, I think that you can use... International base. I said very confidently that you can use them to, like, get out of those gen ed classes, like, AP scores to get out of gen ed classes. But I actually don't know because I didn't have to do that. But I took AP English and AP yeah, History. Yeah, um,
0: I was about to ask, what did you do, AP? Because I know you did. Yeah,
2: but it actually kind of, didn't. like, fucked me. Because when you do AP, mm-hmm. everything that you do is tailored to the test that you take at the end of the year. Um, and the test oh, is like sucks. you sit down and you do like a uh, multiple choice and then you do essay questions given like, um, you know, like a primary source or like whatever. And then you like write your essay question on that. But when you go to college, you don't do that kind of sit down essay writing. You have papers, that you, research mm-hmm. papers that you write. And if for two years you've been taking AP yeah. classes where you don't do essay, uh, like research essay papers, you're just doing AP testing, which those are entirely two different skill sets. I, like, almost flunked my first history class at St. Andrews because I, like, could not. Oh. I was like, I don't know how to fucking Wait, so do you this. Don't,
1: like, you do it, like, <laughs> instead of taking, like, an equivalent, I don't know, year 12, senior, like, history class, you take an AP class instead. Right, exactly, yeah. It's not like you would also, yeah. okay. Yeah. But
0: it's not an additional, yeah. But Wait, the, sorry for that, that sidetrack. I just, I, hate, I always, I
1: always wondered.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, like teaching for exams or tests is such a fucked up thing to do in general to a kid. Yeah. Because it's not an education; it's like cramming shit into a head into someone's head so that they can do well on a test, so that your results as a teacher show that you are a good teacher because they are doing well on tests. It just makes me so angry.
2: Yeah. And also, if anybody is a high schooler listening to this, like it's literally fine. Like, it's fine.
0: You're be a it kid. really doesn't yeah. matter if you're in high school listening to this by the way do you not have better things to do with your time you poor baby I know
2: yeah like Thank you for don't being watch Supernatural are. if you're in high school now obviously a lot of high schoolers watch it, it back in the day but <laughs> you should be yeah. playing anyway, outside sorry. okay so yeah sorry
1: totally be interrupted be uh,
2: the next day Kevin goes to leave the house to take his AP test uh, or no to take his SATs excuse me um, and as he's leaving, he ha- like something weird happens to his eyes and it's like, okay, that's strange. Um, and then, um, let's see here. Um, the boys talk, cause in the meantime, I don't, we had, didn't cover this, but Bobby actually died and he's now a ghost, um and but he's not like strong enough to talk to the boys at this moment so he's not going to be in this episode probably because they couldn't afford to have that many guest stars um and then <laughs> also, meg sorry, calls the them meantime, what
0: in the meantime charlie was introduced so just so you know her background charlie is now in this universe anyway continue. which has yeah, we, we no missed, bearing on this podcast because she
2: won't be in a scene with castiel until like many seasons from now it's
0: disgusting that they did that um disgusting that they did that honestly so then there can't be
1: two gay people in a scene
0: at once
2: meg calls them and tells them that (laughs) castiel has woken up and kevin is kind of like compelled to drive like he misses his sats uh channing calls him and he's saying like weird shit about how like this is my birthright or whatever um and he, it seems like he's like can't, he's like something about like he can't stop driving. Um, mm. back at the hospital, this is the first time that the boys have been in a scene with Cass since Cass took on Sam's hell trauma and then like went comatose Yay. or whatever. Uh, Cass yeah. does a very funny joke where he says, "Pull my finger," and then he blows out the lights, which that was good. It was funny. Um, but he's very spacey. Very he's very hippie. Uh, they really don't like it. Um, nobody's happy <laughs> they about hate this. They hate yeah. Uh, but he does tell them that the tablet is written in the word of God. That it is um, was written by the scri- the voice of God. Metatron- anyway, it's Metatron. Mm. Basically, is this new name Megatron? that they get? Yeah. Megatron. No, that's the Transformer. <laughs> that's that it was so good
0: oh, God. good joke yeah, so good I have joke.
1: in my notes this is like one of the only scenes that like I think I actually really laugh out loud at at the show yeah like not from yeah. laughing at how bad it is it's actually just funny <laughs> no
2: it genuinely cracks me up um Cass can't read it because he says it's not written for angels um and then he teleports away when Meg and dean start fighting because he's like i don't like conflict so he teleports away that the tablet falls it cracks into pieces um and then dean is like i'll go talk to Cass and meg and sam start fighting in the room meg leaves sam leaves and then kevin tran comes in and he steals the bag that they put the pieces of the tablet into
0: yeah cat burla
2: moment And so they try to get it back, and Kevin's like, I can't let go of this for whatever reason. So, like, Kevin in this episode is really, like, he's under some compulsion. Like, he's really not sort of in charge of his actions. Um, Meanwhile, Dean is trying to talk to Cass down in the break room, and Cass is, like, not really having it. He's kind of being a dick, but it's kind of like, I'm obviously on his side. Um, But basically, (laughs) (laughs) at one point, (laughs) Dean is like... I forget what happens, but Cass holds up a sorry board, basically. Like, it's <laughs> so good. Which is like a pretty it's fucked up news. thing to do when Dina's like confronting him about like betraying them and like t- like fucking yeah. Sam up and like starting this whole mess with the, Levi- <laughs> the Leviathans and Cass is like, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Let's see. laughs> I'm
1: obsessed with this characterization. I have so many notes about this. Yeah.
2: But then basically they just, like, fight and they don't really get anywhere. It's a pretty good conversation and we'll go more into depth, depth on yeah. that. Kevin is able to reassemble the tablet and put the pieces back together and they just kind of, like, you know, seal back up. Mm. Um, yeah. And then we get two angels show up. And this is Hester and Anias, which, if you've read any fan fiction, they tend to turn up, (laughs) which is always fun. Anias, is, like, always
1: Cass's, like, boyfriend. Exactly. He's, like, often Cass's, like,
2: ex or or something. Yeah. I'm always like, wow, (laughs) (laughs) Anias. Okay. Can I
0: say something? I'm like... They put him in, like, one thing, and everyone was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Sure, all right. He's nice to Cass. Exactly. Like, he's, he's
2: literally dead. nice to Cass, so they're like, so, yeah, they were probably dated. Yeah. yeah. So Hester is very mad at Cass for um, his actions, but Anais is not. Uh, But basically, they're there to protect Kevin, who is a prophet. Okay?
1: Dun-dun.
2: Oh, and then Dean does his favorite trick, which is banishes all the angels, which is, like, pretty fucked up because it banishes Cass, too. <laughs> um <laughs> so they all head to rufus's cabin and there's like reports that kevin has been abducted and demons are chasing meg and then um cash shows up again at the cabin and is like hey um hester and Ananias are like old friends of mine from the garrison um and they're hunting kevin Because he's the prophet and their job is to like take him away to the the desert so that he can do like prophet stuff. Um, And so now the boys have to like hide Kevin. Um, Kevin starts translating the tablet um, and then Sam is talking to Cass and Cass is like, it's not your stuff that's making me like insane. Or whatever, like, I didn't, I saw the, I saw Lucifer for a little while at the beginning. um, But that was just kind of, like, your stuff. And now, like, this is what I'm like. And Kevin, and Sam is like, we're going to help you get better. And Cass is like, I don't want to get better. Like, I'm good. I'm good how I
1: am.
2: So then Meg is confronted by those demons at the cabin. And they, she kills them. Um, and then goes back to the boys and she's like, I'm on your side. Like, I need to be on your side. But Cass is like, just so you know, killing those demons was pretty obvious and now the angels are coming. And lo and behold, Hester and Ananias show up. Um, so they are trying to kill Cass and take Kevin, but Meg kills Hester. And this is when Hester says the iconic line of, when Cassiel first laid a hand on you in hell he was lost and she also says to Cass you have fallen in every way imaginable which is like I will say she's not a very good actress but those lines truly do fuck and that's on Ben Edlund
1: the very touch of you corrupts yeah Um. I love when she's this is a side bit but she's when she's beating Cass up she says no more madness no more promises and no more new gods and I was like, yeah. "This sounds Fuck like yes. a boy genius lyric or something." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> very dramatic. Love that. Yeah.
2: Um, but they do learn uh, from Kevin how to kill the, Le- the leviathans, and then Anias takes Kevin back home, um, where unfortunately demons are there. Who is there? No, a
1: leviathan. Um, yeah the leviathan um oh the
2: leviathan is there sorry yeah the 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 leviathan is there and kills the angels that brought him home yeah yeah. so now the leviathans have kevin um yeah so that's basically what happened in this episode
0: yeah well it's definitely um uh, would i be remiss in saying episode of all time like this is a big one guys we got a lot this episode
2: this is a big one
1: Um, speaking of having a lot, what is the cast count for this episode?
2: The cast count is 17 minutes and 15 seconds.
0: Ooh.
2: So, a nice meaty cast episode. Love that.
0: (laughs) Okay, what's the first thing you guys want to address here? Because... (sighs) I think we should
2: talk about Kevin Tran first, because I know that you're going to want to talk about
0: that. Let's talk about Kevin Tran. Yeah. Guys... How cool is it that we got Kevin Tran? Like, he is such a fun little concept. um, Just like, dude who is crazy about academia becomes a prophet of the Lord. It's so funny. I want to see him do translations and then cite historical incidents that align with these translations. I
1: Yeah, well, I feel know? like he does stuff like that later on when he's trying to um, decode the demon tablet or whatever it is. I can't remember. Um, I want it
0: more explicitly. Yeah. If he does that, I would have remembered it. And I want it more explicit if it's in there.
1: Um, There... I feel like... There is... um, Like, the concept of a normal person kind of being dragged into a supernatural story. Obviously, it's a classic. This show does it all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is... It's very fun. Like... At the start of the episode, you kind of are like, oh, you know, uh, is Kevin or, like, Channing going to get, like, murdered, you know? You don't really know Mm. who these people are. Um, And then, yeah, like, Jess, you said all the scenes are happening simultaneously, and then you realise that, like, you know, he's connected to the boys in that way, whereas, you know, if if you're just watching it cold, it's like, who are these people? Um, Because they kind of just set it up like a regular Monster of the Week. I thought that was fun.
0: Mm. I think that's pretty good as well um i also wanted to say that kevin's eyes glowing like embers and then sometimes you see like little scratches that like look like the stuff on the tablet um yeah well it's kind of like jack's
1: eyes right it's like that yellow glow
0: yeah but like the the detail the detail of seeing like the reflected word of god in his eyes sick as hell i'll say that very cool mm. Um, and what else did I want to say about the, I sometimes, I do wish that they hadn't made, uh, the academic guy, an Asian dude to like lean into that, um, stereotype is a little bit boring to me. Yeah.
1: Uh, I think we'll have more to say on this in, um, what's up tiger mummy. I'm pretty sure we're covering that episode, right? Oh uh, yeah. That's, that's
0: 802. Yeah. Um, I and I think it, it, it was... I think, I mean, you know, like, it was... They should have known better by that point as, like, writers. And so then, like, I <laughs> didn't love it. Um, would have been cool to have maybe a a black kid be be the very academic guy. I think that would have been interesting, especially in that time. Because um, we didn't see that a lot. Um, if they wanted to add more diversity to the to the show, you know, like which they should it's yeah incredibly white but then the shit that happens to kevin later on is so shitty that i wouldn't want more
1: anti-blackness that's the thing it's like it's like doesn't matter how good the representation up front is at the end of the day they really fuck his character over um i have so many notes about the construction of his character though i think i've already bitched you too but like um He his last name indicates that he's Vietnamese, um, but the actor isn't Vietnamese. Um, He's, like, Malaysian and, I think, um, Cantonese. And, which is, like, it's a pet peeve of mine because it's, like, there are a lot of Vietnamese Americans and, you know, Um. if you're going to have a character, it's just weird to not be more specific in casting. I feel like that wouldn't fly these days usually. Um, And also, I don't like... The recasting that happens of Linda, I think that those actresses look very different, and they even have like completely different hairstyles. And it seems very lazy to I me. I have that to they... assume
2: that that's like a scheduling thing, though. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but like, yeah. they are completely different looking women. If you like, and so it just reads to me as like, oh, we'll just get like another Asian middle-aged lady. You know what I mean? and i uh, i just it feels very lazy and i stuff like that always really grinds my gears um i think that like you said it, it it's it's a bit like oh this is a stereotype of a kind of um like asian american like perfect student kind of guy mm. um pressured by but his it's all, like
0: you know like that whole thing
1: yeah, um she does say to him on the phone like, you know, don't study too hard or something. Like that I don't think that they were yeah. leaning into her being like overbearing. She definitely is like not that kind of stereotype, um despite the name of the Tiger Mummy episode. Yeah. But yeah, I just I just wish that I think it's just so lazy when you're you're going away from a character that you would usually write and you don't like get the specifics right. It's like, did you, did you look up anything? Did you like? <laughs> I think especially maybe be, I have a lot of family who are Vietnamese, and so I think I have a bit of a just a bit of a scanner on at all times for like bad rep in that area. Mm. Like it just reads wrong to me. The Vietnamese American experience is very specific, and I just I just don't like this kind of rep that is so vague that it just it's they just put some Asian guy in there.
0: Yeah, and I just want to like before people come with like, but they often cause like German uh, Americans as like English Americans or whatever. Um, you know it's different.
1: Yeah, <laughs> stop it's, it. It. it's different when like ninety five percent of the show is white. It's different when you do representation.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's. I mean, it's definitely a complicated subject, but and this is not the place f- to fix everything. No, like, no. This is not it's the... just yeah. But I think it's a good i a good point to just like bring up so you can think about it and then you know you can put a pin in that later. Um, yeah. um. Something else that I thought was interesting is um about Kevin is like he actually handles things pretty well. Like I know we see him panicking a lot and he actually has a panic attack, uh, sort mm. of, uh, late-ish in the episode, uh, which Dean, by the way, handles in an insane way he's like, why don't I bitch about my problems for a second? Mm. Uh,
1: About my friend, who's (laughs) weird now. That's how he has a panic Um, attack. He just trauma dumps on people hours later.
0: No. Actually, that's how he distracts himself from panic attacks. Right, right. Sorry,
1: yes. Yeah,
0: Yeah, so he needs other people's problems to be presented to him so that he can focus on something again. And so he figured that would be fine. That's a normal thing to do. I guess that's a charitable reading, honestly. Um, But... I think it's it's really interesting that, like, this kid has handled a lot of academic pressure um, for a very long time, and now he's handling an entirely different kind of pressure. And, like, having a couple of outbursts, sure, about, like, he has a very hilarious line where he's like, I am not prepared to factor the supernatural into my worldview. And I was like, this is exactly <laughs> how a person should speak about this. Everyone yeah. else is way too chill about it. yeah. I I find him incredibly hilarious, um, while also, like, having a lot of, like... uh, He's very empathetic as well. Like, you can easily empathize with with what he's going through. Great character. That's all I have to say about Kevin Tran. Like, there's so much to him. He's interesting. And later on, he gets a little bitter and bitchy, and I think that's fair and real and good.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: But, yeah, like... I I wish that Kevin had had better treatment by the writers overall and a little bit more it's silly to say agency no it's not it's I wish he had more agency in the story um because he's at an a very specific place where he actually does have quite a lot of power um and I think it would be cool if he could actually wield that power
1: you know um speaking of agency this is uh just it's not foreshadowing but it's about um what happens to Kevin um Sam at one point when Kevin is stressed out, he says, I'm not going to kill you. And I was like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're like, think again.
1: Yeah. It's a classic, just like the show, chucking something out there and then it coming back later on in probably an unintentional way.
0: But yeah, he's, he seems so real. Like the things that he says makes a lot of sense for the context.
1: I think that there's, probably well to me there's kind of like three really important like cast yeah. scenes in this episode. Um do you guys want to go through those now or is there anything else you want to say about other characters before we dive into those?
0: Uh one thing um, Edgar thinks Dick I just love a Channing. Channing's great. Let's talk about Channing quickly. Isn't she great?
2: That was all I had to say. I did talk about Channing her? quickly. You did? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, okay fair.
1: Initially, I oh, thought mom, they man. said her name was Jenny because I didn't have subtitles on and I'd forgotten what her name was. And I thought, I do know a lot of Vietnamese Kevins and Jennys, so they got that right. But <laughs> Channing, I don't know Channings. Channings.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, um,
1: Channing, I don't know. That's unique. Channing Tatum. Is there any other Channings? Yeah.
0: I mean, this one.
1: So true. Um, but yeah, she's great. And I she's so, like worried <laughs> like obviously like it's just it's a fun little side plot that like the whole time i guess in the background she, she's just panicking
0: yeah she's really great i love her line about um she said something about the kid that got accepted to princeton was a really good um uh, what did i want to say was a did a really good uh college college admissions essay and she's like he he typed it all with his mouth he didn't have any arms or legs or anything
1: and, um, <laughs> I Jess, did that. you have to do something like that even though you didn't end up going to college in the US?
2: Yeah, that's weird. Yes, you have to write essays and stuff like that.
0: We don't do that did yet. You not, I mean,
2: it's very like the college admissions process really sucks. So, again, if we have any high school listeners, like, don't stress about it.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. here. Um, I think maybe maybe if you were doing, like, a specific kind of master's in something, maybe you would have to do some kind of personal essay. Or if, if maybe you're applying to, like, specific scholarships. But regular university, like, that most people go to, they just look at your scores. That's it.
2: Yeah. Seems really yeah. complicated. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's, like pros and cons obviously like if you don't test well that probably sucks um so it's nice to have the opportunity to like show a little bit of your well yeah like whatever through an essay or like a personal statement but also like when you're applying to schools it really fucking sucks to have to do a bunch of different essays for different schools so like that's not great and then at the end of it you just kind of feel like Mm. you know the scoring
1: process is different like your grades aren't really determined on just one specific style of testing like there's throughout the year there's different types of testing for subjects so it kind of does Mm -hmm. factor in different learning styles in a bit of a more broad way um it's not like we don't have like the SATs or whatever which is like what like one big test it's not like that Uh uh-huh yeah yeah we have uh interesting
0: geez, what's it cold name English? I don't remember. Um, but yeah, we have like a like a point system, basically like a GPA. Um, and then certain courses require different, um, like, like, scores. Um, and then, I mean, because I studied art, though, we had to do interviews with the, like, you have to explain a little bit more about yourself. And I think we had to do an essay as well. Um, mm. Yeah. And so that was interesting. They had a, I remember in my interview, this is totally off topic, I'm sorry, they had a, a thing where you had to pick um, which art piece you like better. They would have like two examples and they'd ask you like, which do you like better and why? And then I would be like, well, I like this better for this and this reason. Um, and then afterwards i learned that the artist that did that one was actually a lecturer at the university. <laughs> <laughs> that nice yeah like Good an artist for, and i was like okay brownie points accidentally but it was great work anyway um <laughs> uh, yeah sorry
1: tangent but i feel like i have an inside on. man that knows about what the hell <laughs> yeah. kevin's talking about
2: <laughs> there was this is mean but there is a girl in my class who was obsessed with princeton and, like, made it her entire personality to, like, mm. go to Princeton. She took every IP that she could. She is like, an incredibly high achiever, uh, very much like Kevin in this way, um, except for that she was a pretty unpleasant person, actually. Um, and then she obviously did not get into Princeton. Rough. Uh Which was, like, I mean...
1: Did she have any backup schools?
2: Nice. That's what I would say. <laughs> She ended up going to Dartmouth, which is another oh, uh, Still, Ivy. You know. So, you know. She sad. turned out fine in the end. She was uh up. I feel like
0: Dartmouth was, like, her safety school or whatever. That's crazy.
2: I know. Well, she was, like, she was very driven. Like, like she was really out there, like, studying hard. And, like, she was really, she was a very smart girl. Mm-hmm. Um, But the fact that she didn't get into Princeton is, like, really... She was, like, obsessed with Princeton, not joking. Um, To the point that it was, like, can you chill, please? (laughs) And also, of the Ivies, Princeton is, like... Like, it's obviously a good school. You get a lot of, like... If you go to Princeton, you get a lot of connections and, like, a lot of respect. And, like, that's all very good. But of the Ivies, Princeton is essentially a liberal arts school. They don't have um, a med school. Uh So when you're watching House and they're talking about how they work at Princeton, they don't. That's a lie. Uh Um, Uh So there's that. And then um, they don't have, like, hard sciences. And, like, I don't know. It's just, like kind of ridiculous Princeton is like they don't have a law school
1: is it just really old like is that why it's kind of it's
2: just like yeah it's just like very prestigious and yeah it is pretty old too so like the Ivy League is also um I forget they're basically like all these schools that existed at the same time and like would like play sports together and that's why they became like the Ivy League but then that became like a very like prestigious and exclusive um and basically like those are the best colleges that you can go to
1: the thought of someone in high school being obsessed with going to a certain university is so foreign to me like I think people are like oh I really want to get into like the good one or the second best one but like the kind of fandom that seems to exist around like American colleges like Like, in Australia, you can, like, get t-shirts that, like, say Harvard and stuff on them. You know what I mean? Like, there's this whole fandom. Yeah. I don't understand. it.
2: (laughs) No, it's deeply deranged. And the other thing that's, like, very crazy is that kind of, like, as soon as you end up at the actual college that you're going to, it kind of stops mattering. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's just, like, a very concentrated period of time, like, when you're in high school that you're obsessed with, like... Where am I going? What college am I doing? Like, all of this stuff. And then, like, you go to college and it's, like, literally fine. That's life. Because you can't get a job anyway, so it doesn't really <laughs> matter, you know?
0: We're all suffering. What did I want to uh, say to you guys? I, there was There's so much in this episode that is good that it's really hard to focus on what's best, you know? Like, we yes. don't usually have this level of lines, Um but there are so many funny things that I want to point out, and I have to pick and choose, and that doesn't seem fair. Um. I think though, if we're if if we're done with with talking about Kevin and colleges, um, I think we mm-hmm. should we should get into the cast a little.
1: I had a quick note about the episode title. Um, I know it's some kind of like, non for profit organization or something, but I've been watching a lot of Drag Race, so, um. I just think of like reading <laughs> like reading people. Um, which is kind of for
0: for Cass? what
1: happens true. with Hester. Like she reads Cass pretty badly. Oh, that's
2: um, true. It, it, I don't that's think it's from true. that.
1: I don't I'm not sure if Ben Edlin knew of um I don't know I don't ballroom so. culture from the seventies. <laughs> or he'd watch drive so. so. I would say point. no. It
0: <laughs> would be um, my inclination to say no. Yeah. However, it uh, is pretty funny that it like serendipitously ended up that way. There's also a a, a pretty good read from from Sam where he's like, You seem troubled, but that's the primary yes. of their personality. So I sometimes just ignore it. And so I was like, Alright, okay, fair. I, I love I
1: love that line. Like I I do have I said before, I have a lot of notes on cast in this episode and I just think that like before we get into certain scenes, I think that, so many, uh, like cast tropes in fic, like, have their beginnings in this episode. Like, it's very influential mm. for his characterization. Like, whether he's like in an au, um, or whether he is like fucked up in another way. Um, like, yeah, <laughs> like, like, poetry, like, he says something about like Neanderthal poetry. Oh and my god. Say a huge I
0: love that line. part
1: of his characterization. Um bees.
0: Fucking bees thing.
1: Like uh this this iteration of Cass I oh. guess we should talk about this. Um this version of Cass where he's at right now, I think um like in a lot of wiki kind of spaces and fandom spaces um gets called like crazy casts right like that's the term Yeah. other people
0: call honey casts to be less offensive but
1: you know yeah I, I do like honey casts um i think that it is yeah it's a more softer uh description and it's a, just a bit yeah it's less offensive um but also yeah the ex-boyfriend being yeah. um An- anias is oh, yeah right. something of that course. comes up a lot
0: what what I really like about this episode is like it expands once more what like happens in heaven and and like the backstory mm. of Cass right like we get like Hester is was his second in command apparently because like or maybe she was just in the chain of command because so many yeah in his
1: people. garrison I guess yeah in his
0: garrison because apparently he was the captain which is interesting to me
1: um, mm. and the, they they like he says something about how they just like watched humans like that's what their garrison did. Which again is like really um, explored in fic uh, a lot more mm. than it is on the show.
0: Yeah, because it's interesting. It's very interesting, and they, they, they seem to forget when things are interesting sometimes. <laughs> um, I also think it's a little silly to characterize this this behavior from Cass as crazy. Um, I don't super love Honey Cass as a Reference point, but that's just because I think I'm very pissed off about how big the B stuff has gotten. Um, <laughs> so, so I don't, I don't like, so like I don't think this is like when people are like, oh, he's so crazy, he's acting insane, like he's just acting unusual. I don't think like he's definitely in an in, like an altered state of mind for sure, but I don't like a lot of his responses for uh, to like um to to what's going on makes sense like okay like perhaps this is like a post-mental breakdown or during mental breakdown thing which i guess a lot of people would characterize as crazy but then again maybe i have weird baggage about craziness and what const- constitutes sanity <laughs>
1: <laughs> um i think we've touched on it briefly like the kind of autistic cast like head that that really works for a character that is kind of blunt and uh, new to the world and, you know, is the kind of uh, character in the story that is having like a different perspective than the main characters. Like it's, you know, it's a common kind of trope Um, like Spock and Anya and Buffy. There's a bunch of people. Um, And I think that this characterization is actually, it really feels to me like someone who is like unmasked, like he is, is he's just like i get what you're saying yeah. he's very he's so open to uh he's like so vulnerable um so he's he's really giving out um lots of kind of personal thoughts and anecdotes right mm-hmm. in a way that we wouldn't usually see from Cass. like he's expressing things that he's th- been thinking about he, he's expressing how he feels about meg he's expressing how he feels about seeing the boys again um, so it's, like, it's vulnerable yeah. outwards, but then he's also very vulnerable, like, to conflict and to criticism and is not, yeah. like, able to engage in, like, serious topics. And it just, it really just feels like <laughs> the mask is off. Like, any anyone who is, like, yeah. knows mo- anything about, like, autism and, like, just everything like that, I feel like would understand what I'm saying, but I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm making sense <laughs> besides that. Um, <laughs> but that's how it really read to me, uh, just um yeah loved it that's i think that's why i enjoy the characterization like once i kind of had that thought i was like oh yeah he does not give a fuck he is just <laughs> there's no wall up he's we often see cast from literally. a real um he's he's often thinking things that he's not saying and kind of mm. um especially with the boys there's a lot of um their conversations especially before all this were extremely loaded Um, but in this, he's just, yeah, he's so open. And I think that's why the boys are so jarred by it. Besides, you know, they're kind of, oh, this is so crazy. He's acting so crazy. But it's also like, he doesn't usually act like that. Um, and they're trying to, they're trying to like get help. They're trying to like, they're on a mission and it's like, he's blocking that by not just being the same old cast, but not even being like a cast that they could use kind of like, it's this weird, Oof energy they i guess they're trying to like they come there with like a mission and he's just like i need to tell you guys about cat penises right now
0: right now have you guys heard
2: and it's also like i would have kind of like loved if this was just like what Cass is like now like Mm -hmm. i don't know like there's something There's something there about how, like, he is not interested. Like, he obviously gets upset when they, when Meg and Dean are fighting Mm -hmm. and, like, leaves. And he's insisting that, like, he doesn't want to fight anymore and he's not interested in, like, being part of, like, the main plot. Mm. And, like, Sam and Dean obviously, like, can't accept this because, one, he is acting, like, very different than he normally acts. But also, like, the idea that he could just, like, opt out of the their lives and the way that they live is, like, they can't really abide that, you know? Which is, like, pretty upsetting.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. and we've kind of missed, we've missed a lot of him being gone, like, how that's, a, like, been discussed and stuff. Like, mm. um, we touched on it briefly last episode, I think, like, when, uh, you know, Dean's like I don't even care that Cass is dead. Like <laughs> like so we we know that yeah. he has been mourning um and obviously that yeah. Sam is happy to see him, but it's um it's it's different. Sam is able to meet him and and say like I'm worried about you, you know. Um but Dean is like where are you? Like why aren't you you right now? I need to talk to you kind of the whole episode.
2: Yeah. Well, and like Dean, Dean needs Cass to like act in a certain way, mm. like needs Cass to be appropriately displaying like contrition yeah. and guilt and shame, yeah. which Cass is not doing, and that's like the source of their argument when they're playing sorry. Yeah,
0: I think that's that's a very good point. Like,
2: and like, it's not enough for him that Cass like try, and I mean like there's like he's both like right and wrong yeah. because Cass did like create this leviathan problem right. Right. um but Cass also like is in this altered mental state because he took on yeah. sam's hell trauma and like again that's like a problem that he created so i do understand where dean is coming from where he's like you did all of this like fucked up shit and now we're in this huge mess like can you please be interested in taking responsibility for that, which Cass is just, like, not doing. But then I can also see that Dean's insistence on Cass, like, suffering for the suffering that he's caused leads Mm -hmm. directly into their conflict in season eight, where Cass wants to stay in purgatory to, like,
0: do penance, basically. Yeah. I also think it's important, like, interesting that you mentioned, like, he's not showing contrition appropriately. Because he is showing contrition, yeah, but it's not the way that Dean would like him to, and yeah, so he's
1: being avoidant, like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, he, yeah, because like, and it's, it's just, it's kind of a little, um, it's a, it's a little like, uh, watching this episode is kind of tough, like, um, because of the the way that Dean talks to Cast to me, like, it, it, it's tough to me to watch it. Um, or he acts with him, like yeah, and he when he throws down the like he he slams or he like swipes the board off the table, um and like goes forget the forget the damn game or whatever, and then he he tells Cass that he's playing sorry, he's not actually sorry, um, that all seems like not only very manipulative to me but also like super mean, you know what I mean, okay, like, so. Yeah,
1: okay, Um. this is something that is, like, not ground my gears, but I always think about this because I've seen so many posts where people are, like, that's, like, a Dean, Um. what is, like, a Dean sin, like a Dean transgression. Dean like, transgression. Well, remember yeah. when he did that to Cass? And I think, especially yeah. watching this episode, I'm just reminded of the time maybe, like, three years ago that me and my family were playing Scrabble and my sister was losing and she flipped hmm. the board like that. <laughs> um, and we all laughed at her because it was, like, stupid and Wait. petty. <laughs> so I I see that and I'm like, I understand that that's obviously aggressive. But I, I... Like you said, Ilsa and Jess, like... The cast that Dean was dealing with the last time that they spoke, he yeah. deliberately, like... Well, you know, obviously... In the last episode was a bit different it was the start of this yeah. um, but he Cass deliberately like fucked Sam up by like putting that wall down and and um, like the kind of fallout from his decisions in season 6 like that's where Dean is expecting to meet him at is expecting kind of that yeah. um, let's have it out kind of conversation which yeah. they mm-hmm. I think they have in a softer way in future episodes, after Dean is, like, an, again, an asshole about it, because Cass isn't, like, doing what Dean is expecting him to do. He's, like, we're gonna fight about this, and then we're gonna... It's all gonna be good, mm-hmm. and we're gonna be friends again, and you're gonna help us, mm. and that's how we do it, because yeah. that's what him and Sam do, you
2: know? Right. Like, yeah. So, like, I do think... I do think that, like, Cass is not being cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like... For sure. I think that's a very good And
2: point. I don't I don't see Dean as, like... It's not nice to watch Dean, like, yell at Cass yeah. and, like, be mad at, at Cass like that. But it is, like, understandable. Like, I, that is not something that makes me feel like, oh, I'm gonna kill Dean. Yeah. You know? Like, there are other times when Dean is mean to Cass and I'm like, actually, like, fuck you. <laughs> but in this case, it's not... It's not that it's for me. It's understandable. But I do think it's interesting that, like, Cass in this episode is just kind of, like, refusing... In this episode and, like, in this arc for him, yeah. he's just, like refusing to take part in supernatural basically (laughs) he's just like i'm taking myself out of this and i have no interest in like being a part of what this is and he's living in like his own Hmm. like he creates like his own little space to exist in which i think is like kind of interesting and that obviously like makes dean like furious but there's really nothing that dean can like do about it you know and then, like, eventually Cass gets, like, drawn back in at the end because of the rules of, like...
0: Supernatural?
2: The show. Yeah. But, I don't know, I feel like there's something there about how Cass just, like, forcibly removes himself from the plot yeah. mm. by refusing to partake in any of, like, the regular behaviors of the of the characters of Supernatural. Yeah.
1: Like, how he says to Sam, like, there's nothing wrong with him because there only right. is by him not being exactly the same as he was when he was a quote unquote part of Supernatural, um, and it carries into season eight <laughs> right. with him. Yeah, like you said earlier, like him, kind of self-flagellating essentially because once he yeah. gets out of that avoidance stage and has to like deal with what he did, um, mm-hmm. it's so overwhelming, and we see that in multiple like conversations in season eight, um. So, yeah, it's, like, I think casual viewers especially are kind of like, ha this is such a quirky, silly, crazy time for Cass. Um, but it's, it's really quite dark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing for me, like, that I always come back to with this whole situation is, like, um, Cass is really, like, stuck here. Like, he's, he, in his mind, he's like, I shouldn't get involved, right? Um, Because I fucked things up. A large part of of why uh, he doesn't want to get involved is last time he was so hands-on, he fucked up massively. Mm. I I think at this point, Casp maybe feels like he can't win, you know? Like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, if he gets involved, giant chance that he's going to make another big mistake, he feels like. Um, And if he doesn't get involved... All his friends mad at him, which I mean, no one likes that.
1: Speaking of Cass's friends, oh my god, go for it! I love Meg in this episode.
0: Oh my god, her speech at the end! I need to. Oh my god, the one where she talks she goes about on a real um, journey. Yeah, the one where she talks about you need to find a cause in this world, and yeah. you find, and that's your reason to get up in the morning. I was like. Talk more, philosophy Meg. What the fuck? I love this. <laughs> um
1: Um I I really enjoy their dynamic. Um and I love I love that we know that she's been looking after cats. She's literally been there this whole time. Um I don't know whether she's been doing other nursing duties, like or you
2: know
1: like <laughs> or is she just I, well it's
2: like so interesting because it's like <laughs> Or not interesting, but it's funny because at the end of the last whatever, we see her getting hired as like a regular nurse there. It's not like she's using like demon magic to like trick them <laughs> yeah. into letting her be there. So she's fully like an employee of this place and she's just like sitting at Cass's bedside reading a magazine. Yeah. Like I know her coworkers hate her. Yeah. <laughs> so funny.
1: <laughs> um so like she's she's been doing all that for Cass, but then in their little conversations, um, she's kind of, like, play-fighting with him and he's so sweet to her. He he asks her if she's okay in the car and she tells him to shut up. Like He says, Mega, you hurt. <laughs> she's like, shut up. Like, um, she says put up or shut up when he, like, um call ha- says she has, like, thorny beauty or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just... I don't know. I just... It's classic Ben Edlin, like, just this kind of um, snarky... Like yeah. attitude from her. I don't know. It's just it's just really good shit. I I really yeah. enjoyed it. I forgot um, about it and I was just having fun like all episode with
2: it. I also really like how like at one point I feel like Dean is like trying to get Cass like on their side again or whatever. Right. And Meg is like, Do you really think that he's gonna be on your side? Like I'm the one who's been taking care of mm-hmm. him. Yeah. And like so she's like like obviously, Cass is the one who's like being very sweet to her, but there's something kind of fun about the fact that she's like, he he likes me better.
0: <laughs> she says to Sam, like, "I'll work on him a little, and maybe he'll start crushing on you too." And that was quite mm-hmm. funny. Um, but I also find <laughs> Sastial <Yeah>. real. <laughs> I hate Sastial. Sorry, I can't. I can't even say that <laughs> sentence. Um, that phrase, hated. Um. But I do also find it really funny that when Cass is, like, saying all these nice things to her and flirting and whatnot, um, Sam gets very uncomfortable. He goes like, okay! And then he's like, and plot point, let's move on. And I find that so funny. He's like, I don't like when people make overtures in front of me. I don't want to deal with this. I find it very hilarious. There's no time for fun. Back to the plot <laughs> we no need time. to talk about. <laughs> Back to the plot of Supernatural. Um... I also, in general, like, so many people have so many crazy and very good speeches in this episode, um, like, um, like Meg's speech and, uh, Hester's moment, which is fun as hell. Hester got yeah. insane stuff to-, to do, and, um, I-, I think Sam even has a moment where he's, like, talking to Cass, uh, um, that has a a very interesting sort of dynamic when when Cass is being mean to him about how troubled he is um but I find it very fun so yeah I just thought it was it was an interesting way like there are so many interesting things happening with each character in this episode that it just yeah. m- sort of it's so rich that you can see how thin some of the other episodes are and um that's I don't the think thing I it's so before.
1: frustrating
0: it's uh
1: <laughs> it's like look guys look at what you can do with these good characters um Something that I thought was really interesting that we haven't touched on yet is um, the way that Dean, he's telling Kevin about what, like, he's saying, he's kind of saying all angels, but it's obviously mm. very influenced by how Cass has been acting. And he says, like, um, he says, like, the angels, they don't care. I think maybe they just don't mm. have the equipment to care. Seems like when they try, it just breaks them apart. And earlier in the episode, he describes to Kevin that like angels are like junkless. Like that's like I don't know if this yeah. is the first time that that gets thrown. He out. is bitter. No, so
0: it, he's
2: fucking not. obsessed with their drunk. Why? By the yeah, way, like, can I just say so Sam isn't the one running around talking about their drunk all the time. It's always yeah. Dean. Dean has such. I a... feel like Sam should call him out on that. Yeah. yeah
0: well. I can I can I say something. That may be offensive. Um, I think <laughs> that this is a like a. <laughs> I think that this is like a reflection of like that certain type of uh, a guy like that connects so much to like, and it's it's gonna sound gross. So much of the um, the uh, uh, uh sort of temperament and um sort of daring of a of a person and like to to their masculinity and then inevitably, to their junk. Like, um... Yeah, was yeah. like, penis envy? Oh, yeah, I mean,
2: like, definitely. <laughs> it's
0: not <laughs> penis... Like penis stuff, envy is a specific right? thing that Freud... A specific thing that Freud, <laughs> <laughs> that Freud made up about women. Okay? Come on. Okay. Please. please. I don't remember.
1: I'm not... Sorry, I'm not an expert on that guy. He... I'm not, I don't care. No care about that guy. Um, oh. but, yeah, it's, like, it's so, um... It's so phallic centric that it comes around to being homoerotic whereas like i don't even know if it does
0: for me
2: (laughs) no i don't think it's that i think it's literally just like it's kind of a gross aspect of his personality is that like he's obsessed with like
0: yeah
2: understanding like he it can't compute for him that like yeah I don't know. I feel like I I don't have like a a good way How of like saying this, but this like he's thing, just like you know? fucking obsessed with people's genital, junk genital for situation. some reason. Because yeah. he's a pervert, I, just, I don't know. <laughs>
1: um, I think that it's interesting that he says that, and then later on in this, um, he says they don't have the equipment to care because it seems kind of like it's <laughs> like, alluding exactly. to a similar thing. So that's what makes me think that it's almost yeah. like it's thrown in there as a bit of a, oh, that's a bit crass and, like, a bit of a, it doesn't really yeah. make sense. But then it's, like, oh, no, like, maybe it's not meaning that, but it's, like, this is also something he's thinking about. Um, yeah. And, yeah, him describing Cass's breaks them apart, like, <laughs> like it's yeah. broken. Like,
0: ooh. Yeah. That comes I don't again, know.
2: And to that, I would say, whose fault is that, Dean? <laughs>
0: I don't know that I would, in this situation, say it's Dean's fault. Unfortunately, I love blaming things on Dean.
2: It makes Dean was sad. the one who was like, "You have to help me." Yeah. Remember that? Say that? Remember season four? Oh,
0: actually, you know what? Yeah. Like if we're going Very that far back. Does Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I'm just saying, once again, it's Dean's fault. Can
0: I say something? And I, I posted this on my little blog recently. Um but i do think that one of cass's central issues is that he is and i i did phrase it this way so sorry if it's not funny anymore um but he's constantly losing the idea i don't give a fuck war he's never winning an <laughs> i don't give a fuck war in his life um i i try, he's like in the season he's like going oh, well i don't think i should get involved and then what happens season 8 he is in purgatory cuz what he got involved i'm yeah Cass is incapable of doing this. Um, and, uh, I just, I find it very funny that this always is the problem for him is that he cares too much. As Samandriel says later on, yes, speak boy. <sighs>
1: too much heart. Uh,
0: yeah. 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 Um, what else did I want to say? I was so scared about our time restrictions earlier. Um,
1: Oh no, we're okay. Fuck it. We're
0: okay. <laughs> You're in Especially it now. For tomorrow, me. <laughs> um,
1: guys, don't get I jobs. Can't
0: remember. Don't <laughs> get
1: jobs that you have to go. You're to You're both in
0: employed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay. Um, I, I. There's something else I wanted to talk about, and now I lost it. I literally go, have so
1: notes. many notes that we haven't covered. Like I, I was writing stuff down. Um, Sam sideburns. Would you like to say something? Yeah, them? Sam sideburns. This episode are really sideburning. Um, I think that they're, they're starting to. I get, didn't even notice. They're like fuck. cutting.
2: It's my favorite thing about they him.
1: They're like a cut crease or whatever, like a like a trixie metal cheek <laughs> situation. They are
2: so pointy. A, I mean, he's slaying.
0: He's doing a little bit of a contour situation. A beard can be yeah. a natural contour. Yeah. He's really emphasizing um, his cheekbones. Um,
2: his hair is also like crazy. We're getting into some like real style choices for Sam. Yeah. I
0: like that. We haven't had a real style choice since he had like, um, like curtain bags back in his yeah. season one and two. Um.
2: Yeah, I love it.
0: I also think that it is I, I'm sorry. I'm just mentioning this because incredible sentence and if if Dean hadn't said it and someone else had said it I would call it out too, I promise. But mm-hmm. um at the start of the episode when they're just sort of recapping what's going on for themselves and also the audience because we love a little bit of exposition.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um um he says, "Big Daddy Chomper lands here. He grabs himself some dick." Um and Sam does his <laughs> typical like disappointed face i thought Mm. it was hilarious that's all i can say about that i thought it was fantastic i I don't think they they should do more lines like this the amount i
1: i i i'm not above the dick jokes i liked when the um edgar the leviathan he when he's getting a call it just says in really big writing dick calling on his phone um (laughs) So.
0: Yeah, and then then he goes like, Love "Who it. would willingly name themselves Dick or willingly choose a name like Dick or something?" I thought it was so funny. Loved yeah. it. Um, some other crazy lines in the episodes is like, um, when they're talking about the effects of having opened the Leviathan tablet, there's like everyone in the last month of their pre- pregnancy went into Yeah, labor. is is, um, is that like a biblical
1: also, thing or something? Like wh- what?
0: I don't know, but that it that sounds happen? cool.
1: Hmm.
0: I think I think it's, I was wondering I, was I think it's just, like, biblical scale. I I, I don't mm. remember it anymore. What does
2: Dean say to that? He says something about the lady. This one goes out to the lady. He does say that.
0: <laughs> I think it was funny, too. Um, yeah. I was like, the ladies did not appreciate it, but go for it, man. Um, I'm like, how many babies died from,
1: like, being too prim? I don't like... say that.
0: <laughs> well, it's, 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 like, last month of the it's a pretty hectic line to just throw out. Uh, last month of pregnancy is typically pretty safe, as far as I understand.
1: Uh, I were be you blocked, guys Were you, you guys early or late or just on time?
0: I was a C section. I was right on time, baby. I was a little early C section because I think oh. I was getting too big for my mummy's tummy, and so they were like, "Let's just get this out now." <laughs> All three of us were C sections.
2: Oh my god, that's like so All funny of you. All three of us
0: were C sections, and at some point, apparently, my mom was like, "She wants to have another baby," and the doctor was like, "You cannot. Your body will not." Because my mom's quite short, <laughs> my dad's quite tall. Oh
2: yeah. my! My dad
0: just got went. He basically went, "Darling, the car's full," because <laughs> like a five person vehicle.
1: <sighs> <laughs> now imagine if you had a younger sibling.
0: <laughs> I've honestly I've talked about it many times about when I was very little I was very bitter about the fact that I was the youngest and I didn't have a younger sibling to like baby and shit and to like talk down to
2: <clears throat> I always wanted a younger I I wanted a little brother really bad actually
0: that would be fun I think I would have made a very fun little, um, little brother in the sense that I would be very annoying I think that would be cool um,
1: <laughs> as all youngest children should be I mean, I'm I am already very annoyed. I was early just like... and fine and small. See? And I'm just little anyway. petite.
2: My sister was almost um born in the car actually.
0: <gasps> okay. Wow. Very cool.
2: My brother's labor took so long that when my mom went into labor with my sister, my dad was like it's fine, like, we'll go when we go, like, it'll be okay, it's like, whatever, let's like, you know, finish up some stuff here, and like, well, let's take a walk around the block, like, remember last time, it took so long, and Mm. my mom was like, no, we need to go now, like, this baby is coming.
0: (laughs) She was like, only one of us had this bodily experience, can we go? (laughs) They
2: like, yeah, they like, got to the hospital, and Devin was like, being born, and they like rush my mom inside mm-hmm. uh, but apparently they were like we need like Dr. Stat and my mom was like it was more doctors than I've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus
0: it's terrifying mm-hmm. um, but also I, I found it funny like even on the radio they have a, a meteorolo- meteorologist I can never say that word in one take um, you did not have to will
1: figure
0: it thank you no no fixing it let them know my shame um, yeah. but they have a guy on there on the radio talking about the continent wide lightning storms that were also summoned by the opening of the Leviathan tablet. And um, they were like, and then the guy says, baffled. No, I wouldn't say I'm baffled. Frankly, I'm offended or something like that. Um, (laughs) Because weather does not behave this way. And I just wrote in my notes, meteorologists hate them because it's just, it's so funny. Um, like it's just like every opportunity.
1: I always just love those allusions to like normal people in the world reacting like to what is obviously like a supernatural event. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the more of those, yeah. have, the better.
0: I agree. Um, is there anything that we need to to discuss about this? Well, more that I've yeah, I yeah, sure I I have.
1: I have jotted down. I really enjoy how when we first see Cass, he's in such a good mood initially, and he's so excited to see the boys. Um, there's a couple of rare things that happen. So rare Cass Laugh um after he gets his finger pulled and all the lights explode. He laughs. Goofy
0: little laugh.
2: It literally is so awesome. I was like, Yes, Cass, you are funny.
1: Literally <laughs> He's like look what I can fucking do. I'm doing a bit, you like bits. Um and then also yeah, when both, he honestly. hugs the brothers. Um that is the first hug that like we see of him. Um yeah. and then we don't get another hug until purgatory and that's like his first one with Dean. So, yeah. I really enjoy the way that that set up like like, that whole scene, he's being such a silly Billy, um, and then you're so kind of disarmed, um, and as it, like, is revealed as, like, oh, he's, like, avoiding, he knows what happened, he, you know, he's there. It's, like, it, it's just so perfect, you know what I mean? Like, like they could have just had him mm-hmm. right off the bat, like, I don't know, not wanting to see the boys or whatever, but instead it's, like, he's excited to see people he cares about. Yeah despite everything
0: um i think it's very special i think he's very special i just i I, oh 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 we almost forgot about this at the end when um they get kevin's notes right they're saying that um they say that um it, it need they need the three bloods of the fallen right um uh, it's like a fallen angel, a fallen demon, and I I can't remember. It might be a fallen human. I don't know. Um, um but I got and it, then I
1: got it pulled up. It is um, yeah, the, the by the bone of a righteous mortal washed in the three bloods of the fallen. Um, so yeah, it they I don't think they elaborate on what the other fallen are yet. It's angel, but then yeah, yeah. we only know from oh, the yeah. future. Oh yeah,
0: and then and then Castiel famously says, oh, "Uh, well, you know me," and he ha- holds out his hand, which somehow has a small vial in it. Sure, why not? I bet there's vials in that place, and he just summoned it. Whatever. Well, yeah. Uh, and then
1: sorry, you go. I'm excited. Sorry,
0: and, th- <laughs> and then then it fills up with blood, and he hands it over, and he says. Always happy to bleed for the Winchesters. Now, fellas, I.
2: He was twisting think... the knife a bit.
0: He was twisting the knife. He was a little Dean... caddy. Yeah. Do you think Dean was big time pissed off because he wasn't actually joining them in the fight, but he does give them the blood, so, like, he doesn't have something to really complain about?
1: Yeah, I think Dean's just. He hates being, like, discombobulated like that. He just wants to be. He wants to know what's going on with his relationships, and being in this weird space where Cass is acting differently is just throwing yeah. him off his game. Like, just you can just see in every conversation, he's just got this look on his face, like, I don't like this. Like, this isn't right. I'm, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm vaguely annoyed at everything. Um, I really, uh, <laughs> I okay. So when Cass. And Dean, we should talk about the sorry scene when they have that back and forth. Um, Uh. Cass holds up the box, and it's like it it is kind of saying sorry to what Dean was saying. Like,
2: but then when he like
1: shakes the box, and the board is all set up, uh, 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 do we? Okay, so we know that angels can like teleport themselves. They can like um, what do you call fucking move objects? What's that? Um, telekinesis Telekinesis. yeah telekinesis but I don't think we've ever seen like them being able to kind of teleport objects like those they they didn't fling out of the box and fly around it was like instantaneous and it's the same with the blood vial Um, and we do see it in a few future episodes where he kind of like summons objects almost Um, but I don't think we've really seen that before right am I going crazy
0: I think you're right. Um, I think that's why the vial caught me off guard. Yeah, hard. but that's pretty. It's a pretty fun addition, and it's like a. It's it's like why not? You know, if they can do all these other. I like it. Very
2: cool. Very
1: yeah, good. they definitely forget about it later on. Like, you know what I mean. Even when he, he he, he, he at no point does he kind of if he drops his angel blade, is able to kind of like instantly have it back in his hand or, um, you know, <laughs> different weapons or whatever. Like it. <laughs> They don't really, like, incorporate that into any, like, fight scenes in the future, I feel like.
0: Well, didn't you know that Angel Blades are resistant to teleportation?
1: I think it's very interesting that um, the way that Cass, he kind of explains what happened to him when he took Sam's memories. Like, well, you know, Sam's trauma, that red glow stuff that happened the last time we saw him. Um, He says that he saw Lucifer at first because Sam asked that. Um, He says now he sees everything. Um, And he says the weight of all his mistakes, um, he couldn't take it. He was lost until he took on that pain. So I guess in that small time between him getting his memories back and, like, taking on that pain, like, he was feeling so terrible and so, like, even having the pain, I guess, felt better. But it seemed like it kind of just made him comatose until uh Kevin getting zapped woke him up. That it's a bit vague about how like Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of brings him out of that. Um but I guess they're just like, ah, oh, you know, it's mystical, it's cosmic. Game a little zap. I don't I we did talk about it, but like the very touch of you corrupts is insane. And it's insane. The fact that she's screaming that at Dean, they cut to Dean, they cut to Cass, like it's
0: <laughs> well, it's they are talking so about like to this is all your fault, yeah. What a crazy episode, guys!
1: Yeah, it is a bit scary as well that um at the end when we see the Leviathan very easily uh kill two angels. And that's very scary because, like, at this point, you know, angels are really, like, the most powerful thing we've seen. Uh Uh Uh, So spooky, how are they going to get out of this mess, you know? Just editing Ella um, on the mic right now because uh, you're going to hear a drop in audio quality and that's because uh, the regular way that we record just – Stopped working apparently. Um. So this is just our little backup one. So it sounds a bit rough. That is why. Um. Mm-hmm. I. I think that in general. Like what I was talking about before with Cass and how he, is, so open in a way. Um. It's sad to me that like you said, just. This doesn't become his characterization for the rest of the show. I think it it does come out in the times where he is more goofy and that the boys are in less dire circumstances or whatever. Um, like the, he does have this kind of baseline, sweet, silly personality mm. that, especially around Jack, kind of becomes a, a thing. But he is so much more guarded, person, interpersonally um, from this point. Um, in a way that I think even before this he wasn't, because he didn't, he didn't, like, kind of know to be guarded in a certain way, do you know what I mean? Like, he... Okay,
0: break my heart casually, why don't you?
1: Well, because, you know, it's, it's post, you know, Leviathan, like, there's a lot of, it. it's, it's very... He's changed, you know what I mean. The the very Uh, touch has corrupted him. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Like, unless there's anything else you guys want to talk about, we can jump into the outro. We have been talking a lot, but this episode is really good, and I could probably talk about it for another hour. I
0: I was thinking that too. Like, I was looking at my notes, and I was like, "There's so much that we can't possibly cover um, at this time." So,
1: well, if there's anything else we haven't gone over, um, you should put it in your heart locket and we can just have a massive um heart locket today. So, first off, though, let's
0: there's um, a lot of things I haven't covered, but I'm not going to bring them all into my heart locket. Um, I have picked one. Okay,
2: well, okay, it's okay,
0: whatever
1: you want. It's literally you can do whatever you want. It's no rules. Um, so first up, though, we should uh venture into the salt mines and um. Every time I have to do this, I laugh because I'm like, why did (laughs) we're mining for salt? We're putting the salt in our own mine. I don't know. But um, Jess, what was (laughs) what's your salt mine for this
2: episode? Um, I don't know that I super have one. I really like this episode and nothing stuck out to me as like, this sucks, you know? Yeah. This yeah. is maybe a little mean, but Hester has great lines and Hester's actress is giving it her all, but she's just not very good. So <laughs> I feel like it's a pretty good example of like, in Lazarus Rising, Cass is able to like deliver the line. Like, mm. I'm the one who gripped you tight and raised you from perdition without sounding like an asshole. um, Because Misha Collins was like, able to do that well. But when Mm, you put a line like that into an actor's mouth who isn't like who isn't able to do that very well, it does come off just like kind of goofy, which is what happened with Hester. Because I feel like I I love like the words of everything that she's saying, but like unfortunately she just like doesn't deliver them very well. Or like believably
1: yeah, there's a high bar, I think, for the angels in the show that we've witnessed already Hell as well. Yeah. Um, so I feel I mean, like this was just that Anna, comparison.
0: Yeah, yeah Uriel yeah. and Anna really bring it to the table, whereas I feel like Hester and Anias are just sort of there. Um, um
1: yeah. she, so she's played by Emily Holmes, and apparently she was also in a very supernatural Christmas, hmm. Mrs. Walsh.
0: Oh. Well, I don't remember remember her being bad in that one. I uh quite like a Very Supernatural Christmas. I thought it was very funny. Um I well, uh, have Oh, is it no my turn? To, is it my is it my turn to salt mine? Well, I was
2: actually
1: just doing this little side investigation about what her character was, um but I guess you can do your um salt mine, I guess.
0: Okay. Well, I don't have a lot to do. I just <laughs> wanted to say that I don't really have a salt mine. So. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. That's it. This you definitely time don't time. have one. All right. Yay. Um,
1: I'm in. I guess similarly, I think that it's just what I ranted about earlier on. Um, I, I, am picky about uh representation that I know something about. Um, and I yeah. don't like how that they, they kind of they've chosen to make Kevin like a Vietnamese character, but then um, Mm. that doesn't really inform his characterization and uh, Linda's characterization later on um, in a way that I think is, uh, I don't know if the word respectful is right, but it's just, it's just not very interesting. They,
0: they. Or thoughtful, I would say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think specificity is really great for storytelling because, you know, everyone is very unique and I think that you can kind of craft something. You don't have to, do something so broad as to I don't know possibly not offend like you can you can get into it um and i yeah, yeah. I don't like that, so that's probably my only mark
2: yeah.
1: um
0: yeah, yeah, I was saying okay. I was saying earlier to Ella, sorry, this is on that tangent, but I was saying earlier to Ella, um like a similar thing like happens in in black sales where um I think Jess, this was just about when you got on the call, um mm-hmm. where like they in the later seasons right they cost a lot of uh slaves and former slaves okay former slaves i should say and descendants of slaves um Mm -hmm. from like and because they filmed in south africa they probably had a deal where they had to employ south african characters right or south african actors and so a lot of these people are are south african um you know black people um coming obviously from various different like national groups i don't know how to say um yeah yeah you know like various different heritages that exist in south africa right um but the like slaves around that time in the west indies would have been um from west africa just in general slaves in the americas tended to be from west africa um so i find it i find it quite um i find it annoying but at the same time i'm really glad to see so many of the 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 south african actors that i you know, already know, and um in this really good television show, uh, this very good opportunity, and like, hopefully that will translate into more great opportunities for South African actors, because they really like they do a great job, but on a, there's a level where it does, you know, it does bother me. So I I find that interesting because it's not only flattening the heritage of the character, but it also flattens the heritage of the actor. So there's a dual problem yeah. there, I think. But yeah, you know.
1: Um, I can't remember the name of this term um it's not model minority'cause that's like a, that's a more specific to like perfect yeah. representation, but it's when like there is less representation of a certain group, so any representation is like
0: oh like' under-representation? Going to be seen
1: as yeah, it's like it makes it more like stereotypical just because we don't have like a broad thing um so mm. I think especially like with like Asian Americans, um, you know, the same thing happens in like Australian TV is like,
0: yeah,
1: there is a specific culture uh, and, and, but instead only like one is represented. And I just, I yeah. think that's annoying.
0: Yeah. One aspect um, of the culture or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, it's people are lumped together, whereas they're actually like quite a diverse kind of culture, yeah, you know, someone of sure. Chinese heritage living in America, like probably has a really different life to someone who's like a vietnamese heritage who lives there like yeah. especially people like linda's age it's a very different thing In the same way like someone who's japanese american would have a even you know more complex like backstory oh probably. for sure yeah. so yeah so it's just yeah that's just yeah grind my gears not a massive deal um i think as well i don't know if this like i don't know if you guys have heard much about this like I think there's a lot of fandom um, dislike for Osric um, Chow, the, like, actor. I've heard um, of that, but I
0: don't know what it's about, really, so. I think
1: I that, just... like, from what I can remember, he was kind of, like, creepy in some way. Um, oh, well, that But sucks. I don't have, yeah, I don't have, like, receipts. It does suck, yeah. because I think he does a really good job at Kevin, even that's, in the, yeah, that's the what moments I was about where his story
0: is bad, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a bummer. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, what else did I wanna. Oh, 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 Ella! Will you go into Heart lockets, yes. Please, Ella, please!
1: Oh, yes. Uh, thank you for guiding this ship. I'm um, just. Je- Sorry.
2: I'm just excited to be there. Yes, what is. It? <laughs> <laughs> um, in my Heart Locket is when Cass says, I'm always happy to bleed for the Winchesters because mm-hmm. um, I love it when Cass is a little catty
0: um,
2: and it's such like that is such like a it's just he, that is not a very nice thing to say you know <laughs> like that is but like, it's, funny cool. it's like
1: it's true as well like, He's is, it, like, is he
2: wrong you know, like, he literally, is... <laughs> and like I think I feel like I really love the conversation between Dean and Cass in this episode Because, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. Dean is kind of used to just be, like, Cass is, like, their heavy, you know? And Mm -hmm. whenever Dean kind of needs something, they can always just call on Cass, and Cass will do it for them. Um, Mm -hmm. And Cass will, like, use his supernatural powers because he's, like, can make anything happen. So Cass is always Mm -hmm. the one that they call in a bad situation. And, like, in this episode, Dean is realizing that that resource is not available to him anymore Mm -hmm. and like Cass is also aware of that like imbalance and that came up in the man who would be king when he's like i always come when you call yeah Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and then now he's like remember like remember that remember how i'm just like your pet weapon i'm (sighs) always happy to bleed for the winchesters which i think is like kind of a shitty thing to say also because like like, in this episode, he's specifically talking about how, like, he's not interested in, mm. like, rehashing the past, basically. Mm. And then, but then he still gets in, like, his shitty little dig at Dean at the end. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, wait, not I'm not a very cool person in this episode, but I do love it. <laughs> and then he fucks up. Um,
1: I'm just thinking something. I don't want to lose this train of thought. So you. You referenced him saying, um, "I always come when you call," and then he also says, "And I'm your friend." And I think yeah. that like Dean is like making bids for that friend in this episode, and Cass is like,
2: Whoa.
1: "I know you want to have a and M, but oh well." Um, but he's like
2: not interested in being that for them anymore.
1: Yeah, which it's is not, like it's not I just like... the like practicality; it's like the relationship as well.
2: Oh, yeah. That's, like, the most interesting thing, I think, about this entire act. Arc, I mean, not act. Um, (laughs) Which I feel like gets a little lost because Cass is, like... I think people get distracted by, you know, oh, Cass is Mm -hmm. watching the bees, and Cass is talking Mm -hmm. about animals, and Cass is Mm -hmm. being just, like, a whimsical little, you know, whatever... Um, when actually I think there's something kind of interesting happening with like Cass's like autonomy and willingness to be a part of the show Supernatural.
1: (laughs) Totally. And it's, it's really interesting that it comes at a time that he was written out of the show. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's almost like he is coming back and in a meta way is kind of like, oh, you want me to be in the show? Do you? it's (laughs) like, yes, please be in the show. Please. We want you back. We need you to help the boys. Oh, you want me to help the boys?
0: Okay. Do well, you? A little bit different now. <laughs>
1: Things have happened to me.
0: Yeah. Oh boy, have they ever? Um, um what's in yours? Yeah. Mine. Um, I think okay. I may I'm having second thoughts about mine because there are so many other good lines that I wanna latch on to. Um, but I'm I'm gonna stick with it. Um I like at the end where Maybe this is not totally appropriate for heart market, but I I want to bring it out, so I'm shoving it in there. Where you whatever um, you want in there. Edgar says to the angels that he's he's murdering, right? He punches his fist into their guts, and he says, like, a rock beats scissors, Leviathan beats angel. I really love, <laughs> love, love, love the implications of that. Um, first of all, I love thinking about uh, the angels as this precision instrument, right? um mm-hmm. uh, like the idea of them as an incisive tool very fun very fun for me personally i was clapping my little hand and cheering um but then also saying like um the the leviathans are a rock you know like they're a blunt object right um and then saying paper for the, like the implication of, of paper being demons because angels beat them all the time um is really interesting to me because like i guess you can make the connection with like contracts and deals and all these like little rules that they have to abide by like they have a lot more little rules than um than most of the other supernatural supernatural um like celestial creatures if that makes sense um they have like the thing where their eyes flash black if someone says uh Cristo in front of them um like which they totally <laughs> forgot about of course but like then they have the the devil's traps and all these other things and they can't break the rules of their deals or they yeah or everything goes wrong stuff like that i find that fun but also it's quite interesting to think of um or to suggest that that the leviathans are like a blunt object doing all this this very incredible damage without much strategy because i find it quite funny because like you could reverse that actually the leviathans are doing very strategic damage um in this season right they're doing this very um
2: Mm.
0: sort of um campaign right there's a campaign they're gonna they're they're basically getting ready to farm people all these things um and it takes a lot of like strategy and and the, the suggestion of that incisiveness is is definitely more present in their their violence in this uh, arc um than than the angels have ever had it the angels this episode they have a lot more or this episode this arc they have a lot more or in the past even they have a lot more of what you'd see as like blunt damage like there's a lot of total annihilation shit happening with the angels mm-hmm. like if something goes wrong they're just like end it and that is mm-hmm. a lot more blunt and a lot less precise but then in season eight you have a a you realize that the angels have this, sorry to bring up Naomi again, but they have this, um, this whole like behind the scenes thing where they're controlling their Mm -hmm. own um, ranks in this very, very like sneaky and sly way that makes total Mm -hmm. sense for like management of, of the system. Um, And so I just find that an interesting metaphor. And so maybe I'm over-talking and I'm reading. No, no, no. I, um, I liked it a lot.
1: No, I think it's funny as well because i i do really i see how demons kind of fit into that trilogy right mm. but what it makes me think of like what i thought of when i heard that line was like dean a human ultimately kills a leviathan and so it's right. like leviathans kill angels angels can kill humans and then like humans kill leviathans like
0: right right yeah, that's actually a very good them. point
1: so like that kind of goes around, but Meg also yeah. does kill an angel in this episode, which is a bit of a, of a big ignore That, Um yeah,
0: yeah. But I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Either way, I, I, I still like the metaphor. I thought it was nice. It made me happy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think perhaps your idea of like having humans fit into that trilogy, that triad, um, is is much more interesting. So thank you for adding. That's okay. Anyway, that's me. <laughs> you want a bonus? You want um, a bonus? real quick um okay you can't do this taz shut up um there's a there's a moment he's outside my door being annoying um oh my god (laughs) sorry to everyone about my dog i can't do anything about it now i'm just gonna quickly get this out um there's a a line that um that uh, Cass has where he's like god in his shiny red apples about the fact that the prophets are supposed to learn the word of God in the desert and be a- away from from people and thus can't really be useful to people very much and it's mm. like this idea of forbidden knowledge being God's kind of thing I thought that was really cool oh
2: my God. yeah
1: it's definitely it's a fun little idea of chuck you know like it's if you're thinking about yeah. it like that but it's also like yeah. fun world building of like okay there's rules and you know solid lines that's all i have to say about that yeah yeah uh okay. i what about you? i have a few things so um in a more serious side that made me sad even though it's just a classic like i said before a classic they didn't mean to foreshadow but it uh, makes me think about things that are upsetting. Um, is when Dean is trying to get through to Cass. One of the things Dean says is, "What are you talking about, man?"
0: I, I saw that too, and I was like, "Shut, <laughs> shut the fuck
1: up! Like, don't like, shut up! Stop saying words! Shut up!" Um, and then another thing, which okay, so we've had a reference to Australia on the show before. Um, little <laughs> fucking. Antichrist, what's that kid's name? Anti- he apparently fucks off to Australia. Jesse. Um so that was exciting for me. I think this <laughs> might be the only other reference possibly to Australia. Um Yeah, we didn't
0: even talk about this.
1: Yes. So Cass gets Crazy. uh gets, you know, fucking blasted away uh, by the angel sigil and he calls Meg's mobile so presumably he's also got a mobile in his little jacket pocket Um, or he just found a payphone
0: oh no, he would have to have a phone oh yeah, well no, because he's in the middle of the thing he would have to have a phone, you're right, go ahead
2: well, okay
1: there would be payphones at a uh, dog track but he is in perp And he says he's surrounded by unhappy dogs. Um, they can only think in ovals. I said in my notes I've got so real, very real situation in Australia. Um (laughs) like greyhound racing is like a really big deal here. Um Mm. I obviously am not into it and a lot of people are not into it, but it's it's a real tradition. Um the dogs are like it's a very common place where you like go get dinner. There's often like a bistro and like a um T A B which is like a bedding thing that we have. Australia has a terrible public gambling um issue. But anyway, uh adopt don't shop, etc. Um, there's a lot of <laughs> of you guys have might have heard about George on the mic um at some point approximately yes. a year ago. Um George is like a greyhound and they're a very popular yeah. dog in Australia because we have so many adopted greyhounds who come from this industry. Um but yeah. I just was like that is just so niche. Um, like <laughs> of all the places in the world, they put him there. Um, so yeah, real, like not a stretch I can. Yeah. But also Perth, like I've been to Perth, like this is the closest <laughs> I get to Cass in this universe. Um, so you even Perth is roster. so far away. <laughs> Perth is like. <laughs> it. Like Ilsa, I think you are closer to France than I am to Perth like you know what i mean like it's yeah, it's I so far away i don't
0: think that's correct but i understand what you're saying it's you really africa is a it's pretty f- good pretty Africa's a pretty big continent even though south africa is a small country
1: yeah i don't know you're that's like so far vague, but okay. we'll have to look this up <laughs> anyway um yeah i just really enjoyed that um i think that in general, this episode is just so rich in, like, great little lines and references and like, everyone is so interesting like, we already talked quickly about another thing that I would want to have is the um, Metatron, Megatron um,
0: oh, yeah. we didn't even right. get to talk
1: about Metatron, which, like who obviously <laughs> becomes a very rich. important figure
2: it's too well, rich he's not it's... In this episode. we'll talk about Metatron when he's in the episode <laughs> I'm gonna call him Megatron well, the yeah. whole time, fuck,
0: fuck everything don't you have to go to work?
1: Um long? I think you mean go to sleep because it is one oh, yeah, thirty AM. I have to go to work. Yeah. yeah.
0: Not
2: now, in a few hours. <laughs> I forgot it's nighttime for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
1: I also thought wait, I did think about when he said he was like at a dog track. I was like, oh, but it would be daytime, because it's nighttime in America, so it would huh. be
0: happening. Um like it makes sense, checks out.
1: Yeah, uh, I'd like this is another thing. Sorry, I have a lot of things in my heart. Look, it's one of those according ones today. Um, the angels wanting to take Kevin like to the desert, it is obviously like a real um trope of like oh, you go there and you you know, there's like yeah. some kind of shaman, and like it's a whole thing of it's in, oh, like, no, a I mean, media, like but...
0: biblical thing as well. Like a lot of prophets, yeah, get there, get there, get there.
1: Yeah, it pro- yeah, yeah. Um, but it Not also so happens to shaman, buffy though. and that's what I thought of it. Oh um, my
0: god. Sorry. Okay, well, I brought up Black Sails, I can't complain about you bringing up Buffy, it's fine. Um, yeah, was um, there more in your accordion
1: one? I think, I think that's it. I think you both touched on things that I also really enjoyed. Um
2: Aww,
0: so... thank
1: you. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. I would just like to say we already said this up top but thank you so much for listening we are constantly amazed that anyone is listening um thanks for being very silly with us and our little guy <laughs> and um you can find us on social media um we are on twitter if that website still works at the cast cast uh, we're also more contactable on tumblr at the Castcast. Cast. If you're sure. a big user of any other social media and you think, oh, why aren't they on this social media? Please let us know. There seems to be millions popping up all the time. Instagram, question mark? I don't know. <laughs> but we're, we're also contactable via email at thecastcast at com. And, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. We do our mailbag yeah. every episode, which we might have not said in a while. But, yeah, send us something in and we'll read it out and discuss it on the pod.
0: Slight correction. We do a mailbag when we have when we do have a mailbag when we have mail. But other than that, yeah, that's it.
1: Well and we have mail a lot, to be fair. We're it's actually not often very we're left true. Without actually mail. very
0: true. Thank you, you guys well for your mail, and we by appreciate the way. It. Yeah. So do we. As you can see from this episode. Um... Surely a a boring <laughs> runtime.
1: I will cut it down because we definitely there's definitely <laughs> moments where we were not recording properly and everything. It's true. Um it's true. also I feel like I'm a bit delirious right now, so I'm gonna cut all of this. Um
0: what's this rules.
1: <laughs> yeah?
0: Yeah, I think it's very funny. Okay, we should probably okay. get out of Don't here. Don't gas huh? me
1: up. You gotta you gotta <laughs> tell me if I'm being too crazy. You can't just accept I will it let you and know. smile and laugh. You have to let me know. <laughs> That's the I'll rules. let you know, but
0: i I like it when when everyone's a little crazy. I think it's a funnier episode to yeah,
1: okay, well, that's what happens when you know daylight savings and having jobs that are in actual offices where you have to get there at some mm-hmm. point in the mid morning um exists disgusting, yeah Disgusting. A- um anything else we need to plug your good jess any anything you want to leave the listeners with?
2: Um. No. <laughs> go see. Uh, go see the new Hunger Games movie. I really enjoyed it. Oh, and was I it really good? The music. Cool. Uh, so. All right. I've also heard I'll very good things. Yeah.
1: Go see Bottoms. Support that. It's not yeah, scary, yeah.
2: But you have to go see The Hunger Games movie, and then you have to stan um, Rachel Ziegler because we love her. Okay, we okay, love her. Understand.
0: Okay, I'm making that. good
2: singer.
0: I would like to plug something. Yeah. Watch Black Sails. That's all. <laughs> Just watch Black Sails. I promise. I promise. Listen, your life will be richer for it. You might think first season you're like, this sucks. There's so much violence against women. This is true and fair. Fair critique. However, the show is good and it deals with it in an interesting and respectful way and it might be difficult to watch, okay? I get that. It's not an easy watch but it is a good television show. It's a good story. Watch Black Sarah. I believe you. Love you guys.
1: I think we all believe you. Um, I don't have anything to wreck because I've been watching Shameless and I don't know why I'm still watching but I'm just morbidly curious about how they're going to wrap it all up now. Um. I I think I'll have some podcasts to to uh, like plug, plug. Sure. but they're not out yet. Um, yeah. So Ella's doing guest spot. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah.
0: That's it. Shall we say bye bye? Um. Yeah. Bye. Yeah.
2: <laughs> bye,
1: Sorry, I, I was you. just so charmed by how you were like. Should we say bye bye? <laughs> <laughs> you sounded a bit French. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, is yesterday, Jess. Yesterday, Jess. <laughs> oh, not, not Jess. yesterday. I was uh, on the phone with. It Je- also like two days ago, and yes, Um, they
0: were like, "Mama, Papa," <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it really got me.
0: It's not like, like that. Madeline. It's not, you have to cut this. It's everyone's gonna mock me for this, but that's a common way of referring How is to it your like? parents. It's, it's it's first of all, it's Mama, and not Mama. It's also Papa, not mama. Papa. No, it's oh, good It's a lot like saying "mama," actually. Um, it's like a Which cute little say. diminutive form. Well, that's because you have a weird relationship with your mother. Okay, I really need to go to the <laughs> I have to be <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodbye, everyone. On that note. Okay, bye. Love you. Bye. Love, love you. you.
1: I'm cutting all that. Love you. Bye. <laughs> 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 okay, cool. That was okay. funny good things do live